You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. God is for me. In a day in which we live where it seems like uh, it, it seems like nothing's for me. Yeah. And nothing's for you. The world's not for you. You think this world's for you? You think this world's for Christians? It would be better if you were a murderer than a Christian. They would have more rights. Be ready. This world's not for you. Transgenderism is more respected than a preacher of the gospel. Rebels that, that beat people in these protests would be more respected than Christians sitting in pews. No, this world's not for us. I might say, I might say also in this text, the flesh is not, my flesh is not for me. My flesh wants to destroy me. My, my natural man, the Bible calls the flesh the natural man. My sinful, my sinful me wants to do wrong. The flesh is not for me. The devil's not for me. He walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to get you. He wants to destroy your life, your marriage, your home, your family, your children. He's not for you. That's his job. He wants to hurt. He wants to hurt. He wants to wound. He's called the dragon. He's called Paolathon. He is called the devil. He is called the wicked one. He's called the accuser of the brethren. He's not your friend. He's not for you. By the way, government is not for you. We saw that near COVID, that here in the Silicon Valley, they monitored our cell phones if we were going to church. Came out about a month ago. Of course, Mr. Newsom and the mayor and the whole crowd and our congressman, my dear friend, Ro Khanna, none of them are making an issue about that, but that's not right to surveillance people if they're going to church. It's illegal, it's not America. The government's not for us. I mean, government is not for us. Uh, the media is not for us. Uh, social media is not for us. And let me qualify this after I say it. Government schools are not for us. And we have many government school teachers here. And I tell you what, I owe you the biggest apology. I pray for you, but I have a large prayer journal of people I pray for. I pray for our military people, the sick people, the backslidden, the deacons, the staff, church, family, different issues going on, missionaries. But I tell you, I've never, I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you, I've never had a page for public school educators. And that is wrong. I prayed for you. I think about you. But they are missionaries going into the mission field every single day. And unless you think that all public school, te- there's many good public school teachers. But when they cannot say he or she anymore, we've got a problem. God bless you. I see them everywhere. God bless you public school teachers. But you know as well, government system of schooling is not for you. Here's a board member for public school. They're not for him. Our president is not for us. Our governor is not for us. Hollywood is not for us. But I want to say loud 
and clear. God is for us. God's for me. I'm on the winning side. Hope for today, bright hope for tomorrow. I'm glad God is for me. So I'm not preaching from the news media all what took place this week. No, I'm preaching from the Bible today to tell you that God's for me. God's for you. It's an amazing thing. The Bible begins in verse 31, uh, that middle phrase, if, if. Well, that could be as a, as, as a noun. Uh, if can put a question mark or a doubt, is God for me? But it's a conjunction. And the conjunction ties together two different things and two different thoughts. It connects, it joins together. What's it joined together? If God be for us, who can be against us? It joins these two things. So it's not asking, is God for me? Don't ever read it that way. Oh, I, don't, I doubt it. I don't think he's for me. I'm a bad person. I'm a wicked person. Well, yes, you are. And yes, we are. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. No, we've not arrived yet. But God's still for me. What a thrill in my heart to think God's for me, child of God. God is for you. I could say that because God loves us. You, some of you, I see almost 70 years of marriage here, and almost 70 years of marriage here. I tell you what, being married, God bless you, and there's others in this room and others that are homesick that have been married almost 70 years. It's amazing. And I tell you something about life and your mate. I hope you grow to love your mate more. And when you say, I love my mate, love is always an action. It's a demonstration, a demonstration to meet needs. My sweet wife, I'm not going to make every service about my, my wonderful wife, but she's apologizing all day long. No, it is, it's a privilege. It's an honor to able to do something finally after 50 years of marriage. Finally, I've tried this, but, but she's been serving me her whole life. And I'm kind of enjoying, not kind of, I am enjoying it, not doing what she's done in just this little window, but it's a privilege to get something for her. It's a privilege to help her. It's a privilege to pray for her and to care for her. It's an honor. And God loved us so much. He's just not going to say I'm for you. He proved it, and he proves it in this text. This text is going to prove to you that God loves you that God loves me. How, how do you prove it? Well, let's look at the text. The Bible says, what shall we say to these things? What things? Well, that we've been predestinated, we've been conformed, uh, that all things work together for good. It, what can we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Okay, God said it, but now, how does he demonstrate it? The next verse is the first thing how he demonstrated it. What does it say? He spared not his own son. He delivered him up for, he delivered him up for us all. He delivered him up for, I can imagine taking a child, and this doesn't have to happen because Jesus did it, but, but, taking our child and offering him up 
for the sins of mankind and for enemies. The Bible says we're enemies. We're enemies to God. And God so loved the world. Don't tell me God did not prove that he loves us, Pastor. He loves us so much that he spared not his own son. I thought all week of the agony of those people in Nashville. School teacher. Christian people that say they love the Lord, and I'm certain they do. A pastor's nine-year-old daughter shot at a Christian school. I think of that pastor, how he's trying to comfort his people, but his own heart is shattered. You just can't imagine it. Can you imagine that the father willingly said, you could take my son? Because he was the only one that could remove your sin and my sin. All we'd have to look forward to is a place in burning hell if it wasn't for God's amazing love for us. And he spared not. That's a, that's a word of anguish. He spared not. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and let his hands be nailed and his feet nailed and his side ribbon and crown of thorns and blaspheming and scoffed and spit upon. And he'll die for our sins. And the last word he said, it is finished. What does that mean? Completely paid. I paid your sin. I could ever pay it. Money doesn't pay for my sin. Good works does not pay for my sin. Turning over a new leaf does not pay for my sin. I was born a sinner for as by one man sin in this world and death by sin. So death, sin and death is passed upon all men for all have sin. But God said, I love you. I'm for you. I'm going to prove I'm for you. I spared not my own son. What else did he say here? It's amazing what he says. See, I was a con- my condition, I'm a fallen sinner. For here in his love, not that we loved him, that he loved us. He, verse 32, he, he died for us. He spared not his own son. But wait a minute, it doesn't stop there. I, I'll show you how I, I love you. Look what he says in verse number 34. Who, there's a lot of who's in this text. Who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? Yea, rather, that is, what's this next word? I, I, tell you, I, I tell you, I'm for you. I didn't stand the ground, Brother Remers. Jesus is not some dead mummy. You can go look at Lenin's body in Moscow. Been laying there for over 100 years about There it is, dead as a doornail. Our God, Jesus, died for our sins and was buried, but oh, praise God, because he loved us so much, up from the grave he arose. We serve a risen Savior. He showed, I I loved it, I demonstrated, I showed it. I love you so much. I'm not gonna leave my, my son in corruption in the grave. Up from the grave he arose. And because he conquered death, 1 Corinthians 15, I can conquer death. Ms. Trevor said to me so many times, wouldn't it be something to be out in a cemetery when the rapture? And I know it's all in a twinkling of an eye. Twinkling of an eye doesn't mean a blinking. You can measure a blink. Twinkling means here, there. 
But when those graves open up, we have so many different cemeteries around here. We have so many loved ones buried in our church. Wouldn't it be be something if we could see those dead, the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, beat the Lord of the air. Sometimes I get weary of all the sin and nonsense in life like you would. But I have to remember he died for me. He's for me. I have to remember he rose again. But not only there, he tells me something else that he does. Look what he does in that verse 34. Who, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. He's making intercession. Verse number 26 talks about that intercession. The Spirit of itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Verse number 27, he maketh intercession for the saints. You see, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't go to Mary to get my prayers to God. God's Word says there's one God and one mediator between God and man. It's the man Christ Jesus. That's why Jesus, that's why Mary turned to Jesus and my God and Savior. She needed a Savior. You don't pray to Mary. You don't confess to me, a Baptist preacher, a priest. You don't, you don't confess your sins to me. How, can, how in the world can I forgive your sin? What ability do I have? My goodness, how blasphemous to think that a Baptist preacher can forgive your sin. But we have a God that said, I'm for you. I'll show you, I'm so for you. You can speak to me. I'll make intercession to the Father for you. Oh, I wish I could sing like you, but that song, he's ever interceding to the Father for his children. He's ever interceding, so come boldly to the throne. I wonder what it is in your heart today that has you so burdened down. For me, I I know my weakness, and one of my weaknesses, I cannot watch the news. I gave it up election day 2020. I just can't watch it. That election day, my sister died suddenly. And I had so much on my heart, I didn't want to know about the election or anything. And since then, but, but, but it does pop up on my phone. You know, news reports, you see that. I know enough what's going on. I hear enough. I've not listened to the radio, any news since then. I've not watched the TV, any news. It, it, for me, it just discourages me. But I find out. I find out. I, I, I do take about maybe eight, ten minutes a day, and I look at the headlines on my uh, conservative uh, whatever you call it, not app or whatever it is called, and ask you, I know what's going on. But I tell you what, it's so depressing. But I'm glad I can go to God the Father through Jesus Christ. What's your woe today? You can't get over some hurt. You can't get over some family difficulty. You can't get over some marriage problem. You can't get over a sorrow or a heartache. You can't get over the fact you're a loss of a job or a broken health. What, what is it? He's ever interceding. Yes. 
I, I don't even know how to cut walls to God, but he, he makes, verse 26, groanings that cannot be uttered. He, 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 he cares for me. He loves me. Amen. He, he's for you, Brother Flood. I, I'm so for you. All these men, that, all the men and women I serve with in all this church. Uh, but th this boy here, this young man, uh, I was at his mom and dad's wedding. I watched his parents date and then his four adult, his one sister sang in this lady's trio right here. I, 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 I remember him getting, was born. I'm so for this young man. I believe in him so much, a father of three. I, I'm just for him. But my for him is so, it pales compared to the fact that God's for him. I know that, that, that raising children today is much harder and much more difficult than when, it was, when we were raising kids. Your kids are just being thrown every type of sin and wickedness and evil. It's just pushing at you. I know it's hard. That's why you have a shepherd to intercede to Jesus who intercedes to the Father. Mom and Dad, do you understand how vital your prayers are? Do you understand, grandparents, how vital your prayers are? And you go to Jesus, come boldly to the throne of grace, and, and, and Jesus takes our prayer as we're interceding on behalf of another, and he takes him and he intercedes to the, the Father on my behalf. And he said, here's Alvin Martinez down here, Lord, and he has some prayer requests today. They're heavy upon his heart. And the, and, the, and the son, Jesus, he intercedes. I tell you, I know he loves me. I know he's for me because he died. He was buried. He rose again. He intercedes. So in closing, we're not done. Look what he says. Because of those things, because I'm for you, who, there's another who, shall separate us from the love of Christ. You see, all those things are, are the love of God. Yeah. Love is an action. It's a demonstration. He loved me that he died. He loved me that he was buried. He loved me that he rose. He loved me that he was interceding. Uh, who then shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, question, shall, what's the first one? Tribulation, shall what? Or, 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 as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, the world wants to slaughter us and attack us, and we're like sheep that are being slaughtered. But in all these things, we're more than through him that loved us. But it doesn't end there. For I am persuaded that neither... You, you get your part, okay? I'll do my part. You do your part. Verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither nor 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 things nor things to God's for me. And God's for you. What a great hope today. That's why I'm so glad he saved me. 
1956, he reached out just a few miles from here and he saved this young boy that was such a sinner because I was born a sinner. Been passed to me from Adam and Eve. And the consequence of my sin, I was going to die and go to hell. And Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I cannot pay. God's for me. You high school students, God's for you. You college students, God's for you. You senior saints, God's for you. You parents raising kids alone, God's for you. You widow or widower, God's for you. You that are separated or divorced, God's for you. You that are unemployed, God's for you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.